The following is a transcript of a letter I wrote this week to God. Dear God, thank you for 2016. So far, it has been an incredible year. However, I have noticed the rash of fantastic musicians that you have taken home rather quickly. Paul Kantner from Jefferson Airplane. Glenn Fry of the Eagles. The multi-talented David Bowie. And the King of Kings himself, Lenny. We ask that you either stop taking all these fantastic musicians or I'd like to go on record and negotiate a trade. You give us Paul Kantner, Glenn Fry, David Bowie, and Lemmy back, and we will be glad to give you Justin Bieber, Florida Georgia Line, Luke Bryan, and Kanye West. Thank you for being a loving and caring God, and thank you, God, for listening to the Wilkins Jabroni Show. We love you. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Welcome to this fantastic Saturday. Unfortunately, we were not here last week because oh. of a New England blizzard. I am Loki. I am Jabroni. And as always, this is the Loki and Jabroni Show. We are happily bringing it to you. The final episode in the very, very famous at this point, Palatial Studios. Yes, indeed. It's our last ride here. and So if you guys have had the chance to see it on the video... Um, Space is is going to be gone, and we are moving on to a new one, named to be uh, withheld for right now. We'll let you guys know when we record the next episode in the spot, so you uh, you you'll find out then. That'll be a week from today. I like it. But this is the last episode in the Palatial Studios. So a farewell to uh, a, a a great a great place that has taken care of us and and has allowed us to bring you some fantastic episodes. Um. I mean, that's, you know, we were talking about it the other day and how much I, I'm actually going to miss this spot. It's like the little home away from home type deal. And uh, it's been fun here. It really has. But, you know, onward and upward, man, that's what we keep talking about. Onward and upward. Yes, exactly. Exactly. The new spot. I've seen the new spot. It looks amazing. I'm sure next Saturday when I walk in for the very first time as a studio, it's going to be even better. I'm just thrilled. I'm absolutely excited. But I'm sad to leave here and, you know, all the things that go with it. Stopping at Maple Shade Convenience right down the street on the way here every freaking Saturday. The lady knows me by name now. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, you know, little things like that that, yeah, you definitely, that you do, you do end up missing. There are certain but... things, though, I'm not going to miss. I hear it. <laughs> So, no need to no need to go into detail. So like we said, last week we were we were really trying to bring you guys um you know what's fucked up. 
Um, but unfortunately, uh, it dumped on us incredibly fast. It wasn't like a whole lot. I think I, I ended up getting one like seven or eight inches. Yeah, there was like eight inches up Northway where I am. And actually, I got out there pretty, I would say about like seven o'clock at night and I pushed like about six of that in because it dropped, like I said, fast. And then oh, yeah. the rest of the night, it kind of like flurried off. But it was, it was enough to close a lot of shit. Like I didn't even actually end up working that night either. So mm-hmm. it was. And the funny thing is, if you, if you look back and you're, if you have on your Facebook, gimmick there that one year ago today or two years mm-hmm. ago today it was last last year that very weekend we had the three foot snowstorm right and there's pictures of me out there with the snow blower and just covered in white flaky bullshit doing my thing and then here we are one year to the week later and it's the same snowstorm but right, in a right. smaller scale well and not only that but we didn't we also didn't have obviously the loki and jabrona show going on correct so there was you know there was it was still it was different still in its infancy at the time yeah we're we're coming on the year and Year anniversary here soon. We do have some pretty good surprises, including um, working as it may. So by, we are hoping by, probably before our year anniversary, we'll have the official Loki and Jabroni website. Where yes. you are going to be able to go on there, listen to all of our archived episodes, which we are going to throw up on there, and you're going to be able to just listen to your little heart's content. There's going to be blogs leading on to, from episodes that, you know, like the conspiracy, where we obviously could have went on for three more hours, you know what I'm saying? Uh, spot where guests are going to be able to pop on there and finish up their thoughts if they were, you know what I'm saying? A way for you guys can communicate with us better, and as always, there's going to be links and all kinds of fun stuff there. It's just going to be something that you guys are going to be able to Get more involved and more engaged with the show itself. And the Facebook page is still going to exist. I don't want anybody to think that's getting shut down. No, it's not. That's the, that was the jump off point to have the web the website, but it's going to be more interactive. The website is certainly better than having the, just the Facebook. the Facebook. Yeah, the Facebook on page. Unfortunately, the way they they're doing it now is if you want any type of publicity, you need to pay for it. So it's like I, I completely understand. I mean, Facebook has been running free for a long time, and a lot of businesses have actually taken advantage of it. You know what I'm saying? And why not? It's it's free publicity. It's free, you know, free advertising and free setups for you know people to find your business, comment on your business, and just boom. I mean, you're always on Facebook anyway, so you look up your favorite business or you look up your favorite page, and you drop your comments, you drop your pictures, you you know drop your ideas. I mean, it's it's just easy. You know what I'm saying? Well, if you have a website ready to go. Obviously, in your favorite histories, it's just going to be just as easy. One click away. Right, right. Like I said, we're going to be able to, you know, keep the Facebook page. We want to, but we really want to direct you guys to this website, and you'll see why. There's going to be all kinds of fun things there, and it's, it's, it is. We're excited about it. The only thing missing right now, and I don't think he's going to build it, by the way, in case you missed it, we talked about it before, our uh, fantastic returning and recurring guest i get those mixed up all the time eddie focus is actually helping us build the website and the one thing i wanted was a pin the tail on focus but he said no he that vetoed, well, it's, it's, give me some time man. he vetoed that right away sorry right. i'll be i'll be able to i'll be able to fuck around <laughs> with something well this is the part where i say thank you for downloading this week's episode and we especially thank you if you have subscribed to the show because by subscribing to the show each and every episode is automatically sent to whatever device you use to listen to us on no fuss no must no hassles always Log on to iTunes and search for the show and leave that five-star review. It helps us move up the charts, and it allows us to bring you more quality on-demand entertainment to jump into your eardrums and do a little kooky dance for you each and every week. Also, we just mentioned the Facebook page. Go like it. That's where you get the latest updates for now. Pictures for now. 
video blogs for now, and everything else until this website is built. That's your conduit to the world of Loki and Jabroni. What's on your mind this week, buddy? Oh, dude, that was fantastic, man. We hear it every week. I you, know. You don't ever you don't ever get the applause. Thank you. you I appreciate that. <laughs> Once again, credit goes to Eddie Focus. He and I said, Well, we really need a speech. Well, I went out and wrote a speech. No, there no, I, I do. I, and like I said, we were able to we, we really been kind of grinding our gears. You know what grinds my gears? We've been uh <laughs> Tell me, Peter. We've been we've been working really hard on this show, you know? We we've been We've been trying to work it out so uh, y- y'all's y'all's can have a, a, a spectacular show. Somehow you went from Peter Griffin to Donnie Wahlberg. There, I know. I no, like Donnie it, Donnie Wahlberg is more like yeah, you know, yeah, one of them. Yeah, you went province you know. and Southie all in once. I get it. It's cool. It's cool. Look at this. So obviously, uh, before we get into today's show, um, just a quick little mention. Uh, y'all know at this point that it is the Carolina Panthers and the Broncos. So I don't mm. think anybody <laughs> picked <laughs> a winning team. So, uh, no, I did go back through and there was no picks of the Broncos or the Panthers. I thought we had one Panthers. I was mistaken. Right. So unfortunately, nobody won that free NFL jersey. Congratulations to everybody who actually, you know, or thank you to all the people that had you know did join. I mean, folks that, was, that came the closest was Kevin Boucher who picked the Cardinals and Andrew. That was Fuller. a heartbreaker, man. That was that was like I I, I don't know, man. I don't know. At the half, it was a heartbreaker. At the end, that was an ass whooping of epic proportion. No, this I I don't know. It, Carson Palmer just uh, he he choked in so many ways. I, that's he all looked, you can he looked say. Frozen. Out he there. looked scared. And not, and not Elsa scared. frozen. He just looked like a deer in headlights. No, it was. It was, it was, I mean, they, they ate him up. The freaking Carolina just ate him up. I think, I think every kid in that stadium got a football. Oh, yeah. Cause, uh, um, Cam was on fire. Oh, my. It was, it was, it was <laughs> ridiculous, man. It was ridiculous. So, um, like I said, uh, if, nice try. <laughs> if you're a Broncos fan, if you're a Panthers fan, I congratulate you. If you are one of the 200,000 jackasses right. who suddenly have come out of the woodwork and proclaimed your love for the Carolina Panthers, I don't congratulate you at all. I think you're ridiculously retarded. These are the people in their adulthood now who are the same people, if you remember from like junior high school and sometimes high school, mm-hmm. every time a new team moved up, and a I remember new the starter fir- jacket. The first one I remember was the '85 Bears, and I remember the days leading up to the Super Bowl, seeing all these kids who used to run around in Steelers gear or Cowboys gear or Dolphins gear. All of a sudden, they were in the blue and orange. Well, I thought you were a Dolphins fan. No, man, Dolphins are old news, man. I'm a Bears fan. You know who they're rooting for the next year? The fucking Redskins. You know why? Because they went to the show. Yep. This kind of stuff is retarded. Like oh, yeah. who you like, man. And you know, if you take garbage. I take garbage all the time, man. My team can't win if you spotted them 40 points. But love them. Well, maybe. Stay. Sometimes. Man, man, I was going to say, I think a couple times. Unless they were playing Carolina this year. <laughs> I mean, we got that one. I call it the luck win, but that was a real hard-fought victory. We we are the one in 15-1. and one. I'll remind you of that now. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, Paul Heyman, for that line. <laughs> but seriously, folks, there was it the the Facebook page, Carolina Panthers. Yeah. 200,000 In less than likes. 24 hours. Yes. In less than 24 hours. Uh, another shock, um, sales actually went down on Super Bowl tickets. A lot of people did not end up going through and getting their Super Bowl tickets after the Patriots lost. 
Really? Yeah. That that is a shock because yeah. look, again, we'll go back to the world of social media. Um, but it, but it was a drastic number. Oh yeah, like it was it was a good amount of number where they said that that they the sales dropped because the Patriots did not. Let's end go up back going. to let's go back to social media for a minute. And in the weeks leading up to the Patriots' loss against Denver, all you saw was people. Well, man, I can't. I I, I want to see the Patriots lose. They're always in it. They're always in it. they're the they're the Yankees of twenty years ago. They're the Red Sox of ten years ago. They're always in the hunt. They're the, obviously, they're the Patriots of now. I think they've made they've missed one playoff since two thousand. I think one. it's. I think it's. Maybe one or two. I thought yeah. it was maybe two, but it's you're talking. You're talking like fifteen years. Mm-hmm. In fifteen well, years, that's quite a run. You're not, you don't <laughs> and, see that. And not only that, often. out of out of those fifteen years, I want to say twelve of them were uh, were um, obviously. I think twelve of them were the AFC. Were they? They're they're East, right? AFC yeah. the AFC East championships. At least twelve of them out of fifteen. Yeah, straight. Easy. And then, and then the Dolphins came in, did it one year. And then they were what eight times AFC champions mm-hmm. out of fifteen years. Four times years. Super Bowl champions. Yeah, I mean so, you I can't mean, argue the success. No, no, no. But I understand the need for people. They want to see something new, something exciting, something fresh. You don't want to see the same team every freaking year go to the finals. That's well, you why. got something fresh. You got something new. Exactly. I mean, the sales should go through the I, roof. I like. You know what? To be honest with you, I mean. Unfortunately, kind of buys back into the whole NFL stage crap, you know. But the storyline that's going on right now, obviously, you know, Peyton Manning, this is, he wins, he's done. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He, and, he, and regardless, if he doesn't win, he's, he's done. He's going to go out like that long toothed, big face, sewer rat, son of a bitch John Elway did in 1990. I'm still angry at you, you <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I'm still angry at you. <laughs> I I had every time they mentioned John Elway during that game, my rant came out and I got looked at by the immortal. She goes, "It's been 17 years. Let it go." I'm not going to let it go. John Elway ruined my dream, cocksucker. <laughs> John Elway ruined a lot of people's dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I had said it before. Uh, they may play in my division, but I dig what Carolina's doing. They're young. They're hungry. They're animals out there. And if if, if I have to pick a winner, I'm I'm going with Carolina right now. Let 35 me, 21 and Cam Newton's your MVP. That's my choice. 35 21. 35 21. I, I think it's going to be probably about 38, if not 40. Carolina, definitely. Um, the only thing, that defense, man. If that defense can contain him, that score is not going to be high. I'm going to tell you right now. Here's, here's the, here's what I brought to you. I think, I think it, yeah, we were out. I said. And they were vicious against Tom Brady. They were mm-hmm. vicious against fucking Gronk. You, you have. A story of two really great defenses in Denver and Carolina. You have a story of a really good offense in Denver with Peyton Manning. And by the way, all the, all the Manning haters and all the Brady haters, you guys need to realize they're only a year apart in age. So all the Peyton guys who are saying Brady's too old, all the Brady guys that are saying Peyton's too old, do your freaking homework. Yeah. Let's be honest. I mean, if you don't have the facts right, I mean, if Mike looked at me and said, oh, dude, you're a fucking geezer, I'd be like, dude, you're two years behind me, man. Chill. Easy. Exactly. But you have a story of a really good, superior offense in Denver. And on the other side, you have a fantastic, explosive offense in Carolina. That's going to be the story of the game is the two offenses. Who can make it happen faster? Because those defenses are going to cancel each other out. Yes. Yes. Well, the the thing is, with, with Manning, is he's he's not a scrambler. He's never going to be a scrambler. He's he's going to be – and what is that, the other guy, Oster, Osterberg or whatever the fuck his name is? The one that's I, – I knew his name until you just started to uh, <laughs> beat it down. He's actually 
I'm, I'm looking it up now. If if Manning goes down, they don't have. I think their offense actually opens up a little bit more because of the way that that kid can move. Because Brock is more mobile. Exactly. 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 So I ask you this. Go ahead. You're the defense coming down pretty much to games. Osweiler, Brock Osweiler, Osterberger. Yeah. So Old the face. defense coming down. If you can contain Cam Newton, you take a big part of his game away. Look what every team against Russell Wilson did. And as a matter of fact, the loss that you gave them, same thing. Mm-hmm. You contained him. You made it was, him. You know what? I'll, I'll go back to that game. It, it wasn't so much that we contained Newton. We took his weapons away. Yeah, he's got nobody, but, but that's just the point. But you also, weeks, even if you're covering his guys, his legs are still mm-hmm. dangerous. His mobility is still but dangerous. But he can't win that game on his own. He's got to have those weapons. And somewhere between the I, the 41 to 0 drubbing we took, and then three weeks later, where we come in and beat them, Atlanta, by the way, folks, in case you haven't been paying attention for 43 weeks, they came in, they took all his weapons away. They sheared up the middle so Stewart couldn't run. They took all the. All the wideouts out of the picture. Oh, absolutely. The only one that got any play, really, was the tight end and Cam Newton. That's it. And you saw that they did score. It was a very close game. Mm-hmm. But when you take away his deep weapons and all he's got is his tight end and running, but that oh, that defensive line of Atlanta that week but was just on it. But you still have to contain him mm-hmm. is my point. You can take away all those weapons, and if you take away all those weapons and you drop back into a man – Dude, he's he's gonna break it open, mm-hmm. and that's my point. Is you guys also did a contain? You turned around and you held him back, you know. But the free safeties weren't out roaming; they were playing in. So when he took off, they could cut him right, off. Right, so exactly. That, so that twenty-five yard run Q, becomes a, QB, a twelve yeah, yard QB run. Spy. Yeah, I I loved it. I, I I think this is a great matchup for the Super Bowl. The haters can hate all they want. There's gonna be hate every year. Oh, I, every I, team, dude. It doesn't matter. Like I said, I was. I was getting hate from my team after we lost. Mm-hmm. They're like, ha ha. And I'm like, speaking dude, of, like, how, what do I, speaking <laughs> of which, before I get into my quick little what's on my mind thing, did you see all those angry, angry, angry tweets pointed at Steven Goskowski, the kicker for the Patriots? So weak. They're wishing hate on him. They're wishing rape on his wife. They're wishing death to his kids because he missed a kick. Guys, if you're a Patriots fan, and you threw or hate. Vikings fan because I'll, I'll tell I you what I would honestly say there was not as much hate. No, thrown. no, there wasn't, but there was still some some bullshit said, you know, to Walsh. The same thing. These guys do a job just like you. Imagine if you went into into your job. Let's and let's just take a simple job like McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that you're a teller, and your final job through that drive through that drive through is to pretty much make sure that all the food's in the bag, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. Just like a kicker. All you got to do is walk in there and kick the ball through the fucking uprights. Well, you miss the thing of fries. Now imagine if this person comes flying in with that fucking car, throws the bag at your face and says, I hope you get raped by a fucking chicken, you piece of guard, and just blows you up because you forgot your fries. Like, dude, this, this is exactly what you guys are doing guy right now. This guy was money for the Patriots all year. Dude, he had all year? He hasn't missed since 2007. When he was in college. 2007. An extra point, dude. He had 523 and extra points. And you will extra hear Patriots fans say, Steven Goskowski cost us that game. Wrong. Interceptions cost you that game. 
It's, Bad penalties cost you. Uh, that I, game. I even hate hearing that because you Steven almost Goskowski fucking did won. Not. Exactly. You know what cost you the game? Three seconds not left to go, and you have conversion. a chance. Exactly. That's what cost you the game. And your boy, your golden boy Gronk, is wide open in the end zone for what that do you two want, point what conversion. What do you want from him, though? But exactly, he brought them down forty yards, mm-hmm. right? And then he catches that amazing catch in the touch in the end zone to get the touchdown. What do you, is Keep in mind, this was in a matter of what a minute and twenty three. Oh, yeah, it was I, less I, than that. I, I think it was less than that. It's like 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 a minute twelve or something like that. And they just they just took it right down. It was you know, but that's what I'm saying. It was mechanical, so it was like it was there, meant to be. To sit there and say that it's one person's fault. No, it's the same thing with Walsh. Yes, he missed the game winner. Yes. But if you would have scored that one touchdown when we're in the end zone, we wouldn't even be worried about that fucking field goal. Mm-hmm. That's the point, people. When it comes down to it, you want the bottom line. You want the ugly truth. Get the two-point conversion. You would have been fine. It's one of our favorite words ever. If you look at this game, here comes that big word, our favorite. Objectively, Goskowski doesn't lose you that game. The bad turnovers cost you that game. When you are Don't take running, it away from that defense. When you are that running, defense Steven held Jackson. a very explosive yet mm-hmm. injured Patriots offense, and that Patriots offense in itself can be very mm-hmm. deadly. And and especially like we've said time and time again, there's these certain quote unquote elite teams that when they go into the playoffs, it's automatic. It's it's mechanical for them. It's they become mm-hmm. better. better. They become more dangerous. They become. Like you said, it's just boom, boom, boom. It's so fluid. It's almost as if that's their house and exactly. they know it. Exactly. Guys, if you're running Steven Jackson, who isn't the runner he was in Atlanta, and he wasn't that good there, and when he was in Atlanta, he wasn't the runner he was in St. Louis where he was lights out. Oh, he but was you, When you are running Steven Jackson over and over again and his biggest carry of the day was for five yards, stop running Steven Jackson. <laughs> when you blow three downs on trying to get this man up the middle and get you yardage and he's not doing it, sit the man down. Yeah. Get Don't a full, do it. Get a fullback in there. Fuck it, man. If you're, if you're over and over and over again throwing to Gronkowski to the point where he's triple covered, don't throw to Gronkowski anymore. Edelman's out there standing with his thumb in his mouth waiting for a throw. You have Danny Amendola, who is excellent if you just give him the chance. The Patriots' offense lost that game. Not the kicker, mm-hmm. not the defense. Get over it. But regardless, it was a close game. It wasn't like it was a blowout. It was, there was worthy nothing, of being right, a championship exactly. game. There was nothing to be upset about besides a loss. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what I said with my team, with the Vikings losing. You know what? It was a very tight game. It was an exciting game. The end result sucked. If you I go down fighting, lie. hell, look at the 99 game between... Falcons and Vikings. It come down to an overtime kick by us. Mm-hmm. That's a that's worthy of a championship game. It's close and it's competitive. Heart pumping. Dude, I you feel can't... terrible for Cardinal fans because guys, you got your half, ass at the half. Whooped. You knew you were done, and you if got you didn't your know you were done, is whooped, dude. No, there's no there's no candy coat in that. There isn't. You didn't show up. If you didn't know by the half that <laughs> you were not going to the Super Bowl unless you bought tickets, I'm sorry, guys. That's the way it is, <laughs> dude. There's no candy coat. You got your, you didn't show up. Mm-hmm. You got your ass whooped. But regardless, congratulations to the Carolina Panthers. Congratulations to the Denver freaking Broncos, or what we call the Denver Flair. Woo! <laughs> I love that fucking horse, dude. That shit that is awesome. <laughs> on, on a quick, he got the Ric Flair hair. I like the, 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 the mullet. <laughs> We'll have to share that with everybody. The 32 teams remade into WWE Superstars logos. Yeah. I like the New England Cena's. Yeah. The Atlanta Orton's. That was pretty the, bad. Yeah, the Atlanta Orton was cool. 
Mine was just looked terrible. I got four terrible. quick ones. I'm going to go Look like a real small quick. helmet yeah. on Lesnar's head. I was like, what the fuck is that, dude? Last week, I was supposed to talk about this, and obviously, we didn't record. Um, when we had our 100th like on the Facebook page, it belonged to a gentleman named Steve Preevy in Barrie, Vermont. Okay. Well, he just celebrated his Dirty 30 last week. Nice. His friends, for him, went out and made him a giant penis cake. Did I he, love it. I think it's hilarious. Cake? You know, there is, there is no... <laughs> confirmation or denial that he he ate the head first and then went down the shaft or did he cradle the nuts first and work his way forward let us know like inspire if you're, li- Steve, if you're listening drop us a drop us a little note man did your phone go off uh, I oh think so. my lord <laughs> you know what that means kids heals yep, your beard i do also uh two days ago happy birthday to my father robert burns um 66 years old um I've talked about him a few times, maybe not exactly glowingly, but he's still my dad. He taught me a lot, and I'm glad to have him as a dad. 66 years old, there he is. He's the grandfather to little jabroni sitting over here playing with her uh, headphones. She can't hear a damn thing we're saying, I hope. Um, Also, happy birthday to Megan Lynch. If that name sounds familiar, it's because it's former guest Chris Lynch's wife. So if you get a chance, go to the page. Leave a little happy birthday message for Steve Preview, a little happy birthday message for Daddy Jabroni, and a happy birthday for Megan Lynch, because I'm sure Chris Lynch is out there spending copious amounts of money to make his wife happy today on her birthday. So happy birthday, Copious. Megan. Copious. I like that. <laughs> and I want to dedicate today's show to two people who uh, passed away this week. One is Jacqueline Gardner. That is the, uh, the immortal beloved's grandmother. Really nice lady. She passed away at 83 years old. Um, Oh, sorry. Just, to hear just that. real good, just a real good-hearted lady. And uh, two days ago, on her forty-third birthday, my cousin Carolyn passed away. Uh, very sudden illness. Didn't see it coming. I talked to talked to her once a month, and the last time I spoke with her was a couple days after Christmas. In fact, we were here recording. Mm-hmm. She called. I went upstairs afterwards and took a quick phone call and whatever. Sounded full of life and piss and vinegar. I got text messages from her last week, and she was again full of life, piss and vinegar, on her forty-third birthday. That was the end of the line for her. So I'm uh, dedicating today's show to those two. In a, uh, it seems like today is a day of farewells. Not only farewell to the studio, farewell to Jacqueline Gardner, farewell to my cousin Carolyn. And going into our topic today, we had a lot of farewells. So, uh, again, two great people, unfortunately, no longer with us. Instead of mourning their loss, remember their life. Yeah, so, uh, that's key. Just that's remember key. the good times, guys, and uh, you know, keep the memory alive because once you lose that, they truly, really are gone. Mm-hmm. So, where do you want to go now? So, we do. Uh, we did, like you said in the beginning, we lost uh, what we consider pioneers mm-hmm. of of their of their element of <clears throat> everything that they represent. Like we said before, David Bowie was. I, I, where do you his he's the his groundbreaker of of all groundbreakers image uh, his images his charisma the changing his of images everything re, re, reinventing he, yourself every time out he was like a goddamn chameleon of mm-hmm. fucking music you know that boy was always fucking changing it i mean if you don't have him you don't have i mean even some of the flamboyant say rock you know rap stars rock stars you don't have 
the Twisted Sisters. You don't have culture things club. like that. Cult, there you go, big one, culture. You don't have shit I, I like would, that. I would venture to say that Lady Gaga has taken more than one page out of the David Bowie book. Oh, I would say. She, as a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure she's taken a couple outfits. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She's probably been to a couple things that we haven't even seen yet no, that's very Bowie-esque. When you walk through that whole thing from the cross-dressing to the spaceman from Mars, Ziggy Stardust type thing, all the way down to the buttoned-up suit and tie and, guy. And listen to the music that goes with that, oh, too, man. because he does with his changes his music also changes you know i wasn't the hugest bowie fan it took a lot a long time i should say to have an appreciation for the early stuff i loved the later stuff i love that black star record that he's Dude. got out now it took a long time for me to appreciate the stuff that went on the 20th century boy or changes things like that those were fantastic earth-moving groundbreaking records and you can't take that away. They He signaled and started a movement that still to this day goes on. Right. And the world, the music world is a sadder place without him. Would somebody be able to say that 30 years from now about a Justin Bieber or a Florida Georgia one? Right now? God, no. I mean. 30 years from let now. Let me, I, I, will, I will say this. As much as I hate the little tick turd and as much as his, his, Say state his home antics when he does shit outside of his, you know, you know, spitting on fans, running his Lamborghini like sixty miles in a in a, in a residential area. You know what I'm saying? Just just ask nine stupid things like that. We understand that you're a kid, but you also got to also understand that there's this thing called responsibility. You know what I'm saying? I, I it's funny. I read this little thing. It was. Only your family, and it was like, you know, one of these things that sometimes people think about. Mm-hmm. It was only your family and a very close few people that you really, really trust care about you. The rest of the world doesn't give two shits about mm-hmm. you. They they really don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, you might come across somebody that, in a, you know, an experience brings you together, whatever. But for the most part, they don't give a shit about mm-hmm. you. They don't care what you did two days ago. They don't care that, you if know. your leg falls off, you're on your own. If right, you, exactly. If you're dying, If you're a you're celebrity... You are in the image and in the thoughts of a lot of fucking people. So you need to you need to reflect that. That being said, the kid does have a talent. His when uh, I forget what is that 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 fucking the, the kids are listening to it all the fucking time. There's a new one that he's got. I think it's sorry or something like that. Yeah, I've heard that one. But his voice in that, I I got to give it to him. He actually is singing. You know what I'm saying? Like, he actually can sing. He's not just being the so petty if, white boy rapper. if he gimmick. grows up and somebody mentors him, you could maybe say that about him 30 years sure. from now. And at 21, maybe, at, 21, at 21 years old, right now, he's got a large amount of time in front of him where oh, if gotcha. someone took the time and the effort, like you said, to mentor him, to show him the right ways and the wrong ways instead of, I'm a celebrity, I make a lot of money, I can do whatever the hell I want. And that's no, exactly... they get you real dead real quick, yeah, kid. That's where he's going to be. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. no, we're not going to be able to talk Kurt about Kurt Cobain, that. motherfucker. Yeah. Eagles. Mm. Dude. Glenn Fry. Do you... <sighs> You can't even replace that. No. You you can and, and that's and that was one of the things I brought up at work when we were talking about this. He wrote God, I I, I want to say like what, 70%? Easily. Between <laughs> him and Joe Walsh and right, Don right, Henley. Right, exa- right. But no, exactly. Those are your main writers. Don, Don yeah. Henley, you know, he did a lot of I I think it was more of the more of the riffs and shit like that. I mean, he did a but lyrically you're you're talking this guy wrote 
I, I like. I want to go out on a limb and say easily seventy five percent. Easily, I wouldn't. You know, say that. and Joe Walsh is you know the back. He was obviously because oh, yeah. when he went on his own, you could tell the writing was mm-hmm. there. You, you know knew this. You knew the kind of songs when yes. they went solo. Yes. Yes. Which exactly. ones were the Glenn Fry ones? Which ones were the <laughs> exactly. Henry's? Which ones were Joe Walsh? Exactly. Anything that anything was that was riffy was Walsh. Anything that was bluesy belonged to Henley. But the stuff with the heart and the soul of rock and roll belonged to Glenn Fry. Oh my God, dude! And and we've talked about bands losing members and being able to kind of fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes with a lead singer, it doesn't work. And sometimes something like this. There is no replacement. When you're a band like the Eagles there, that are, are 45 years in, I believe. And let's not forget, you, he was the main no reason they even got on the Hell Freezes Over tour. Mm-hmm. He he put it together. He put it back together. He contacted each and every one of them and said, let's fucking do this. We're stupid. We're one of the best fucking known rock bands in the fucking world. Not just known. If, they, were, they were loved. Exactly. So if we come back when we said not until hell freezes over and we make the hell froze over tour and that cd dude did you buy did you ever get that cd the acoustic concert yes, yes the fucking Love thing it. was this thick i think it was two discs and you had all this extra content and all this other stuff hotel california is eerie mm-hmm. eerie and desperado is fantastic when, during that hotel california acoustic when they're playing that it was almost like a flamenco guitar interlude. Yes. And then That's what I'm saying, that eerie yep, feel, man. That brush drum comes in, doom, tsk, 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 and they start with the Hotel California riff, and the place just explodes. Oh, dude, it was awesome. That, to me, that's... That's the Eagles. That's knowing that you have an iconic song and a fantastic history behind you. Mm-hmm. And then the stuff they made going forward... The new material, it's just all, as fantastic. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They, they were. They were, the, they were the package, and unfortunately... But you're right. I look at your point that you just made. There are bands, whether they're together 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, that lose a member. Twisted Sister lost their drummer who was with them the entire stretch run for 30-some years. They're doing a farewell tour. They have a replacement. And and, I, and I'm, I'm not going to be mean, but you probably aren't going to notice it. No. You know what I'm saying? Because he, as much as you do, you need the rhythm. He wasn't, say, a Tommy Lee. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? He wasn't. Uh, Phil Collins, he, what he was back there was a good drummer. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a fucking fantastic drummer. No. He was a good drummer. So things like that you can lose. When you have ACDC loses Bon Scott, they go to Brian Johnson. Metallica loses Cliff Burton, goes right to Jason Newstead. There are parts to a band that are just as important cogs in the wheel exactly. and not small wheels. And a wheels. good point you on the ACDC. Go on. A good point on the and ACDC. Because I'll tell you what, when they when they lost freaking Bon Scott, they thought it was over. Mm-hmm. They There was no way we're going to find another person like this. And this guy was out just doing this fucking performance. They picked him up and boom. Next thing you know, you have a better... They were huge. They became bigger. Exactly. With Brian Johnson. I agree. I agree. And that's not a slight to Bon Scott. No, it's not. But that's, and that's, that's just the, the way it is. And that's exactly the point. You know, when, when you do lose these small things and they can get replaced, mm-hmm. we're not saying... And the names we just gave you are iconic bands. This isn't like the cop from the village people dying and they just go out and get another cop. Yes. You know, yes. the village people are interchangeable. They're menudo, but from that particular section of New York. <laughs> it, it, this is These are names, David Bowie, Glenn Fry, um, that we're speaking on now, obviously. You can't replace 
a Glenn Fry. No. And as much as my favorite band likes to say that'll go on forever, you can't replace a Paul Stanley or Gene Simmons. If you are Iron no. Maiden, no, absolutely. If you're Iron Maiden, you tried it once, you found out it wasn't <laughs> right. Is- you're never going to get rid of Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> if he dies, Iron Maiden dies with him. We're going to talk about Lemmy coming up, and they said it the day after he died. It's obvious that Motorhead's not going to go on done. because you cannot. There's certain people you cannot replace, and I don't care if you've been that Motorhead lineup was 25 years running for mm-hmm. a band that's been around for 40 years. You, you once a, any component of that band is gone, there's no moving on. Right, exactly. Led Zeppelin, pure example. When they lost John Bonham in 1980, they didn't go on. It took 20-some years to even get Plant and Page on the same stage. Now they have Page, Plant, and Jones. And who do they got playing drums when they do gigs? Jason Bonham, John Bonham's son. Yes, yes. But it's not the same. They're doing it to give you your warm bath of nostalgia. They're not out making new music. They're not continuing as a band. And let's be honest, they're out there fattening their pockets too. You know what I'm saying? Oh, without like, question. But you, they you don't have also, to. No, that's a band where the records are always right, 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 right. Them, right, right, right. They but can I'm sit just, back and suck I'm their saying, own thumb. I'm saying normally when you do like one of these tours, like when you do lose, say a, compo- a, a component that you can easily replace, you're doing one of two things. You're showing the fans that you can have this band carry on sure. without that. And on top of it, you're trying to cash in a little bit from, like you said, the nostalgia. The fact that that member is gone and they are carrying on says something. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do to contri- you know, to throw a tribute to them? What are they going to do for this, that, and the other thing? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, there are some bands that can do that and be tasteful. And then there are some bands that can do it and not be so sure. tasteful. And there's a lot of bands <laughs> that I like who have lost members and carried on, and they find someone who is equally as good, if not better. I brought up Metallica. They lose Cliff Burton. Jason Newstead steps in. Once again, they are bigger. They move on to be bigger and bigger and bigger. Right, um, right. Kiss is a prime example. They uh, Peter Chris leaves. They get Eric Carr, phenomenal drummer. Buries Peter Chris as far as ability. And style and workmanship. He made Kiss heavier. He dies in 1991. They go out and get Eric Singer. Then what happens? They start to climb up a little bit more. They had that 80s lull. That wasn't Eric Carr's fault. They had the high and the low in the 80s. They get Mm -hmm. Eric Singer. They start to surge forward. They reunite with the original band. There's problems. Who's sitting in that cat makeup now? Eric Singer. And he's a better drummer exactly. than the guy he replaced. Exactly. And I'm a, and I'm an Eric Carr guy till the day I die. But Eric Singer is a better drummer than Eric Carr. And like you said, some some things can be replaced, mm-hmm. and sometimes when they are replaced, it works out better. Randy fucking Rhodes. Yes. Yes. If Randy Rhodes lives, I dare say we don't hear the name Zach Wild. Yeah. But that was a six-year turnaround. Right. We'll hear Zach Wild somewhere, but he definitely <laughs> would he w- not. He wouldn't be Zach Wild in capital letters. Right, right, He'd exactly. He'd be Zach Wild maybe now in capital letters, not in 1989. Oh, God, no, 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 no. Then, then that you, was. You can move on, and you, and you can sometimes replace a departed member who has gone on to the afterlife with somebody better. You're not going to do that with Glenn Frey. And, that, and I was going to say that, and that's, that is what's going on with the list of everybody mm-hmm. that's on this right now is when you take these people away, you are taking away a very important part of their genre. For mm-hmm. example, David Bowie was always that pop music. You know, He was always the top 40s. He was always up in there. Regardless what you wanted to think about him, he was, he was doing hits. He was making fucking hits, dude, yep. and that's what he did. In his in his thing, he owned it with with the Madonnas and with all these other people out oh, there. Of course, he good call, still Madonna. Shines, good call, you know what I'm Madonna. Good call, Madonna. 
because she was definitely a student of the Bowie school. I asked Nathan Hunt and uh, I asked Josh this a couple weeks ago, and I'll, I know you heard the interview, and I'll ask you now. Is there anybody out there, not so much to replace them in the bands that they've come out of and passed away, like a Bowie, like a Glenn Fry, like a Paul Kantner, like a Lemmy? Do you see anybody now that has the potential to move up to that spot? You know what's funny is I, I can, I'm going to answer a, like a, I used to think it was Steven Tyler. Mm. I used to. I used to. And let me tell you what changed my mind. His Facebook page. I actually, okay. I actually liked it, I would have to say, probably about like three, four months ago. Okay. Right? He is – how can I say – he doesn't even know the words to his own songs. Mm-hmm. Like he fucks up the words to his own songs like all the fucking time. Like – he really doesn't have the voice he used to have. No. Much like Mark Slaughter said where he took care of his voice, you can tell that Steven Tyler has not taken care of his and voice. And if he has, he did it a little too late. Right, exactly. And it's definitely... I went, I went and saw Aerosmith. And this country, this country thing that he's doing right oh, now. Oh, God, that song is terrible. Everything, dude. He's done a couple of them. Uh, like I, he's, I heard... I'm trying to remember the name of the song. I heard Red, White, and You. Yeah. Oh, that one's... Ridiculous. Dude, it... it, it, it Put a gun he, in your mouth, and, and And he's got this stupid little the stashy oh, thing yeah. going. Dude, no, no. He's... I like I said I used to think because of everything he's been through and everything that that band has been mm-hmm. through and everything that you think about it they they've been through a lot Drugs, they've won a lot death, exactly breakups makeups uh, divorces everything and I, and I dare say that in that band pretty much you lose anybody from there and and I think Aerosmith's done they they are collectively they tried to go on in the mid eighties. And they had uh, Rick DeFay, and I can't remember the other guy replacing uh, yeah. Joe Perry and somebody else. You can't. They went on, but it wasn't the same. You can't. You can't replace. They come back Joe together. Perry. They did Done with Mirrors. They did the uh, Run DMC song, and yeah. then Permanent Vacation just exploded. Dude looks like a lady ragdoll. They tried it once. It's like Iron Maiden. They tried it once. You figured out this shit isn't going to work. Right. This is this is this the- is us, and the only way that this works is with us. You These know, what I'm saying? five guys exactly. Um, but to answer your question now, I would have to say there is not anybody ready to do it now. There are a few of them out there that I feel if they keep up with their craft, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, Beck. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. if, if, oh, yeah. if, he, if he even got like half of the recognition that that guy really deserves, you know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, what's going to end up happening is, you know, he's going to go on and, or pass on, and and half the world is going to be, wow, this is a fucking tragedy. And they're finally going to... And the other half is going to be like, who's that? And then they're going to listen to his fucking music, and it's going to, you know what I'm saying? reminds me of when Dime died. Yes. You had, yes. A, you had a very large... I mean, a metal band doesn't go to number one. They went to number one. Mm-hmm. I mean, they beat out... What was that? What was hot at the time in 94 ace of bass and things like that madonna had a record out and who sneaks in they and, made and fucking Pantera. they did they made uh they had pretty much metallica do that pop flop thing mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like they so when you lose dime there's a large population that like me mourned and was just like wow there's never going to be a guy like this again and then people turned around they said well what do you guys morning all about yep. go Where? find out go listen to far beyond driven go listen to cowboys from hell go listen to the damage plan cd that a- they did after pantera and you have this generation of people coming up now who now know what he meant mm-hmm. same with john lennon 
I know that three quarters of the free world knew John Lennon, but it's the ones that didn't who discover his music after, after the fact. Everything is said and done. That's right. impact. And unfortunately, like I said, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be back, you know. And that goes back a, to Tupac and Biggie too. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. I mean, Tupac I'm gonna I'm gonna probably make a few people you know, pissed off. Let's be honest, man. Close your ears, Ed. Yeah. Uh Big Papa <laughs> he's notorious. I'm sorry, dude. You're garbage. You're garbage. Your your lyrics are subpar. Yeah. You, but he was fun. He was and fun. I, and I think that's, he was fun, absolutely. You can be hard Lyrically, and be fun at the same let's time. let's be honest. Tupac blew him out of the fucking water. Correct, correct. I mean for them to sit there and say, Oh, Tupac Biggie, I hate that. They were they weren't even in the same category. The only reason why they put him together was because he fucked his wife. Mm-hmm. That's it, dude. And <laughs> they were they were buddies before. Let, exactly. And... Let's be honest with you. It all came down because he your wife. All right. Serious. Sorry. Sorry. Biggie. He was a fucking way better rapper than you. Everything that he stood for. He was a goddamn poet. Mm-hmm. You weren't, dude. All you did was sit around and fucking get crocked and then fucking put lyrics together. It's funny though because. Somebody actually said, and I like this statement, the problem with rap today is if you go back and say the 90s and mm-hmm. stuff like that, all these guys were drug dealers. Mm-hmm. The, the rappers today are okay. all drug users. <laughs> exactly. So put it together, man. Do it simply. You know what I'm saying? Future, sorry, dude, you're garbage. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Big Sean, maybe I'll give you a little something, something. At least your lyrics are original. You know what I'm saying? But there's a lot. What is that? That little, little crook, little gangster, whatever. No idea. Dude, garbage. They're garbage, dude. And they, they go out there and they're like, Aah. they're all cronked up. Dude, you could tell they're Everything's fucked up. Everything's auto-tuned. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. And people that we've lost, these pioneers, mm-hmm. these people that didn't have anybody underneath them to carry on their craft. And I am going to call it a craft mm-hmm. because it was exactly that. Sure. They were masters of what they did. They were masters of their fucking craft. And unfortunately, they didn't have anybody underneath them that's going to carry on that mantle. Uh, next on the list, and this just happened two days ago, was Paul Kantner from sure. Jefferson Airplane. When you go back, Jefferson Airplane was wildly different than anything that was going on in the 60s at that time. Dude, it was time. wildly different in the 80s when when I heard them on my freaking mom's freaking mm-hmm. eight track. You know what I'm saying? I was like, holy... Because not only were they musically different, their fucking album covers were off the mm-hmm. wall, man. I remember going through some of these things and being like, what the... See, I, I, grew up, I grew up, my mom liked a lot of different stuff and... She dug the 50s and 60s music a lot. So I was exposed to Don't You Want Somebody to Love mm-hmm. or oh, yeah. Yeah. what was the one? Um, they were mimicking the Alice in Wonderland. One pill makes you smaller. One oh, pill yeah. makes you tall. Oh, go ask Alice yeah. when she's 10 feet tall. I was exposed to that, and I loved it. It was different. It wasn't – no offense to you Beatle fans, but the first – X amount of years of the Beatles' let's, existence, all that hold my let's, hand garbage. Listen, let's, let's Jefferson not, Airplane buried you. Let's not forget what the Beatles were. At the time? They were the very first boy band. I mean, really, they exploded for a reason. Because mechanically they worked. Look-wise, they worked. Harmony. Oh, yeah. Even though they weren't great singers... Anybody can pretty much... Uh, hold on. You get enough good voices, let me, you can let me get say, one great right, voice. Exactly, and, and that's my point. Let me say not let me say everybody, if you get 
four people together to sing one Beatles song, they will sound great. Mm-hmm. Even if one of them's an absolute turd at singing. If you have four good voices, you can make one great voice. And that's exactly what the Beatles were. They, I like them. Mm-hmm. I love them. A mm-hmm. lot of their music, I imagine, I'm, I mean, that's John Lennon. That yeah. is just John Lennon. But he still was a Beatle. He still came from there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Much like, much like, um, What's his name? Uh, Justin Timberlake. Sure. He was part of NSYNC, you know what I'm saying? But when he branched off, he didn't really stutter and fall. No, but you got he to see going. the depth that I, I was never a big JT fan until I saw Alpha Dog. And that's Dude, as, a, that's as anything. I hated him in NSYNC. I ain't going to lie. I hated oh. all those fucking boy bands. But as soon as he went by himself and he had that first single, was it that, was... Was that Cry Me a River? Or? Yeah, I, uh, maybe it was. I don't think it was Cry Me. It was something before that. Okay. But even then, even Cry Me a River, all these songs that he came out with, you know, you were like, holy, that's Justin Timberlake? What? Yeah. No fucking... Like, I like this. Exactly. But you know, it's... There you go. There, there's your but answer. But you see him there, there's, there's your answer right there. JT. J- JT okay. in 30 will, years. I'm writing it down right now. There you go. 30 it, years. It, t- it took me a while to get he, there. <laughs> okay. No, and that's, that's fantastic. I'm going to go back to the Jefferson Airplane bit. Going back, you no, know, being familiar with the songs. I went to a Wasp show. Yes, I said that. Oh, my that. God. Yeah. In 95. No, I'm sorry, 98. On the uh, KFD. When they were actually, when they were actually big for, I think it was what, seven months? Oh, this was already past when they were big for seven months. Oh, okay. All right. They were doing. I'd say uh, for like seven months, they were the shit, dude. Everybody was fucking Wasp t shirts everywhere. I was like, what the fuck? When I first saw Wasp, they were opening for Kiss. Yeah. When I saw Wasp as a headliner, they were playing the Webster Theater in Hartford. I saw them on the KFD tour in about 98, 99. They opened with Somebody to Love, Jefferson Airplane. And they made it this. It was awesome. They that show these songs. The, the thing. Let me. The thing about Jefferson Airplane is their music is so iconic. You can be anywhere, and that song will come on, and you'll start singing mm-hmm. it. You might not even know who it is, but you know. You might not even know the title of the song, but you sing it. But you sing it. It's much like um, Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo, Buffalo Stars. I can't even fucking. Buffalo Springfield. Thank you very much. Blue, blue, blue. <laughs> this is why I'm the Ayatollah of rock and roll, the kids. But, you know, um, uh, for what it's worth, that's the name of that fucking song. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Ask anybody, Fave, you know Wait, what that song, song is? Oh, it's, as it's, it's, soon as that Forrest fucking Gump. rift goes off, yep. you're singing it. You know what it is. And that, my friends, is what Jefferson Air, Airplane is. Timeless and iconic. They were just they were just that exactly iconic. They were iconic. And the whole band, I mean, this is another another one of those bands, Jefferson Airplane, that everybody contributed. You had Grace Slick doing mm-hmm. lyrics, Paul Cantler Cantner writing music, people now, bringing in arrangements. It was a team effort. Unfortunately, ego split them apart for many years. Oh they come back together. Ego does that for a lot of people, unfortunately. You know what I'm saying? You well, think that's about the people in your ear. Think about you, fucking you're, Boston. You're the superstar of this band. Right. Think about Boston. The band or the town? The boss. The, the band. Oh, we my lost. Lord. We lost a fucking phenomenal singer. Tommy Scholes. A phenomenal. But how many years did their ego keep oh, them Brad apart? Delp. I'm sorry. They lost two singers. Yeah, Scholes exactly. How long did their egos keep them apart from actually making, you know what I'm saying? They were on Ten a tear. Ten years coming out of the 70s. They get back together in the 80s. They have another huge record. Exactly. Ego tore them apart again. Exactly. Then exactly. they come back in the late 90s and they toured until their deaths and now you have guys like uh michael sweet from striper mm-hmm. fronting the band sounds just the same 
it but it's not does. But that's my point. Like the music with them died. All they're doing is pretty much. It's the nostalgia. It's it's that nostalgia yes. again. Yes. Which let's be honest, if you go see Journey, yeah, it's a great little gimmick to have that Filipino kid up there singing. He sounds just like Steve Perry. The new records don't sell. No. People don't know those songs when they say, hey, we're going to play us our new hit. And you know what? And four nobody, people. Nobody wants to. No. Nobody wants to know the new songs. Look, because... I've seen Kiss 43 times. And when I go to a Kiss show, I want some of the old stuff broken out. Throw me one or two new ones. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is from our new record. Go pick it up. Great. Now get to War Machine. Right. Now exactly. get to Dr. Love. Exactly. Get to Love Gun. With, with this guy right here, if you, if you take that little Filipino guy and you throw him in another band besides journey and he starts writing these songs and he starts singing it then you notice then you buy it exactly because it's journey and because you know that this band is not whole this is not the journey that used to Mm -hmm. sing back in the day this is not lights this is not don't stop believing this is not the period out of it exactly Exactly. this is not journey we could point to mark slaughter who's been on the show and you listen to reflections in a rearview mirror and you feel that stick it to you uh, you feel slaughter. Wildlife. You feel you... him because he was a part of that music from day one. It's different, but it's the same. Right, exactly. But his music stayed with him. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with Journey. When you work with all these guys for so long and you become – exactly. Your sound becomes your image. When Steve it Perry becomes... went solo, did, I could have sworn those were Journey songs. I, I agree. I agree. I thought that they were still actually with him, but they just lost a journey title because half of them decided to lose the egos. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, but you can't, and that's one of those things, just like Aerosmith. If they separate, it's you, you say to yourself, why? You sound exactly the same. Just get back together again mm-hmm. and use your fucking name. And that's exactly Business. what it is. I don't have to like the people I work with. I just have to work with You don't have to. And that's exactly – that's one of the biggest things that fucking people forget about. When you go to work, it is not your job to make friends. If your job is the guitarist in Aerosmith like Joe Perry, your job is to go out there and entertain people. Right. Go do it. If your job is driving the number four Budweiser Chevrolet, you don't have to like the guy pumping your gas in that 14-second pit stop. You just have to go out and do your job. If your job is welding – you don't have to like the guy you're working with. Just get out there and do your damn job. And if you put yourself out there and if your brand doesn't have – brands don't have to be McDonald's, kids, and brands don't have to be Coca-Cola. Aerosmith is a brand. Mm-hmm. Kiss is a brand. Jefferson Airplane is a brand. Motorhead's a brand. Get out there and do your job. Your, your nickname is your brand. Mm-hmm. That is your image. That We're is living exactly, proof, man. Exactly. We're living and proof. And that's, that's exactly what it, what it all breaks down to. It's essentially – you know, if, your name, if your name you make, is your biggest brand. If you, right. If you make friends while you're doing your job, hey, all the better. But the bottom line is you're getting paid mm-hmm. to do something. And a lot of people lose that. Like they, oh, well, fuck it. If I leave. They, yeah, it's the ego. Gonna, yeah, they're going to fucking, they're going to miss me. Now, they probably won't, guy. I really hate mm-hmm. to break your heart. They'll replace you. Let's go to a guy who I don't think had an egotistical bone in his body. And he was the leadoff of all these deaths. And unfortunately, it was like two days before the New Year. Yeah. I, I'm still going to And let's it. And let's not forget. Like, we're not, we're not forgetting all the other ones, you know, all the actors that we mm-hmm. also, because we did. We lost, we lost some great actors mm-hmm. as well. We are, we are reflecting just on the music aspect because of our love for music. And because, like I said, we felt that these guys were pioneers. We we're felt lo- that We're they- losing one iconic, since the last 
days of December. We've lost one iconic musician it feels, per week. You know what? It, it feels like a technical hit. Like you know how like when you're 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 on, on the battlefield, right? Mm-hmm. You target main main things: generals, lieutenants. High value targets. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it feels like. We lost. We lost some prime targets, some oh, yeah. generals on on the field of music. You know what I'm saying? Like you you can't replace these if guys. Music were Iraq. We've lost all of Saddam Hussein. <laughs> Only because I watched a documentary last night when I got home. Bad thing to do. Don't watch documentaries when you've been out drinking with Loki. I'm, I'm yeah. throwing it out there. I watched a few. But no, you're, you're absolutely right. These weren't the tentacles of the octopus. These are the heads of the octopus. Exactly. And a guy with no ego, any written statement or watching the memorial or reading his book a few years ago, Lemmy had zero ego. He just wanted to get out there. And do his thing and do it his way. The beginning of each show was, we are Motorhead. Beginning and end, we are Motorhead and we play rock and roll. He didn't get out there and ramble for 13 minutes about politics. Well, he, didn't he didn't go tell out you there, who to vote for. He didn't go out there by himself mm-hmm. for 20 minutes and do a fucking guitar riff by himself, mm-hmm. slam it on the ground, walk off, and then the band comes out. You know, it wasn't about him. I thought we weren't talking about Vinny Vincent. <laughs> it wasn't about him. It was about the music. It was about the fucking fans. To hear we have our Wednesday night meetings, to hear Eddie look me dead in my eye and say that losing Lemmy was like taking the heart out of heavy metal. Yeah. It meant a lot to me, and if you knew Eddie at all, you know he's from a house music, R&B, hip-hop background. To hear him say I've that, always killed him with rock, though. Don't let him... You and Rob, don't, I know. He, don't he's let told him. me the stories. He's told me the stories. <laughs> don't let him kid you. He, he's, been, he's been corrupted I by some of this music. I sent him a Pantera link one time. He goes, you don't have to do this. Rob and Mike took care of it years ago. <laughs> all right, I wasn't there. I'm sorry. Here's, here's a guy, and, and I think you said it months ago. When we were talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before Lemmy's passing, without Lemmy, there is no Hetfield, there's no Dave Mustaine, there's no Lars Ulrich, there's no certain members of Slayer. There's no, there's no David Grohl, dude. There is no Dave Grohl worship the ground. Lemmy exactly, on. exactly. There is nobody. It's when you're an artist, you somebody gets you. To become an artist. Mm -hmm. You don't just say wake up one day and you're like, dude, I feel like playing guitar. No, somebody played guitar so awesome, it hits you. Mm -hmm. It hit your your soul. And you said to yourself, I'm going to be like that guy. Oh, absolutely. You inspire to be like that. So every single day you go and you go and you go, you eventually make your own sound and then boom, that's how you're created. David Grohl, same thing. Loved fucking Lemmy. Loved his image. Hell, he sat back while he sat there and let his his friend pretty much take the front line of Nirvana. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he opened up his own Foo Fighters and was one hell of a front man. I think, in my opinion, Foo Fighters is ten times the band Nirvana was. Absolutely. I think Dave Grohl is ten times the musician that Cobain was. But, again, timing is everything, and Nirvana hit at the you right know time. What? They, you know they were what? great. Don't yes. get me wrong. Nirvana was great. Foo Fighters is better. Absolutely. No, I agree with that. You know what it is about Kurt, uh, Cobain, though? He's tragic. Oh, yeah. From the Dude, minute sad story from, from the minute you saw those bangs over the fucking microphone and him singing, you knew he was tragic. There was you pain knew. involved. Exactly. And that, and that was a huge Look, seller. That's 20-some 20, 20 years ago, and people are still talking about him. He did something yeah. right. Let me, real quick, before you go back to this, 30 years ago, The Challenger. 
Oh yeah, thirty years ago, with two, uh, my dad's birthday, the twenty eighth. Isn't that um, break that down? Thirty years ago, man, I was eleven years old when that happened. I was watching the little video uh, that ABC News put up on the internet. School stopped that day. Yeah, school stopped. Oh, we were sent home. I remember being in the lunchroom at Kelly Middle School, then Kelly Junior High, and having the science teacher walk in. We were all going to go back. They were recording the shuttle thing. We'd go to lunch, and we'd come back. We're going to watch the first teacher in space. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting near the door, and he walks in. He says to another teacher, um, they're calling school. Challenger just exploded, and we can't do this. Superintendent said this, that, and the other, and I'm catching some of this. And just the, the astonishment, the look on his face, that – for our generation, that was our first 9-11. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Non-terrorist attack, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, you but know. that's that moment you'll never forget where you were when it happened. Mm-hmm. I have things like that that have happened in my life, and I've, I've run off a few of them. But Challenger, 9-11, the murder of Dimebag Daryl, um, when they found Saddam Hussein in that rat hole. <laughs> when I watched that documentary yes. last night, I remember sitting on my couch in Jewett City, watching something on TV, the news breaks in, and they announce they got Saddam Hussein. Yeah. I remember where I was. It's it's vivid. I can still smell the room. Exactly. There's there's certain things that hit you so hard mm-hmm. that you do remember shit like I that. I was in a car when they announced on the radio Cobain passed away. Route 32 in Norwich passing then Antonino Nissan Jeep, which is now a tractor supply company. Yeah. And, I, and this... Is a, this is comparison to that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Lemmy is, I mean, as, as Focus said, he, that is that is the heart of rock the and roll. The heart he, of heavy metal and rock and roll, and with punk elements too. Everything, everything that flared off of rock and roll. Let's just say you got hard rock, heavy rock. At, bottom line is the word rock is in it. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So it is rock and roll. There's no doubt about it. I don't care if you call it acid rock, punk rock. Whatever the fuck it is, it's rock. It came from rock and roll. Mm-hmm. I want to say, listen, I like Elvis. I believe Elvis is a pinnacle. However, Lemmy is bigger. Lemmy is the king of rock and roll. I, I won't argue with that. I, I really won't. Um, as much as I love Elvis, you're right. L- Lemmy really did. They Elvis took-, took... The thing is, Elvis created rock. Elvis <clears throat> took... Rock was always here. Elvis put it on the map to a point where people were like, "What is this? Mm-hmm. What what is this? What is this thing going on here?" You know what I'm saying? People took it and went from there. What people, like like ahead. I said earlier, when you do see somebody that catches your eye and you want to inspire, you know, aspire to be like them, you do. You create your own image. You're not them because you can't mm-hmm. carbon copy them. Otherwise, what's the point? No one's going to pay attention to you. But you take elements from them. And you carry on. When we talked about Bowie, we talked about reinvention. I'm going to play a 30-second clip. This was uh, the original nationally known band that Lemmy was in called Hawkwind. And when you hear it, you'll hear him singing. You, you won't. If I didn't tell you right now he was singing, you'd ask me who the singer was. This is reinvention. This is from Hawkwind. This was Silver Machine. And when he starts singing, you are absolutely going to fall on the floor. Because it doesn't sound like the Lemmy were used to. Right. Does that sound like the Lemmy that we all grew up on and know about? It actually sounds like a uh, a very mellow Ozzy. Yeah. It sounds like a very mellow Ozzy. Exactly. 
Now you take that, and I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to play another clip, but everybody and their mom has heard Ace of Spades, folks. Mm-hmm. And you hear the guy singing Ace of Spades. And it's like you, a throaty, like you. Like he woke up, gargled with razor blades, and ate gravel for breakfast. Yeah, exactly. And it showed in his music, but you know what? It was reinvention. Right. Go from this late 60s, early 70s psychedelic band. I'm, I'm, you know what? And if you watch the video, I'll post it on our page. They took a page out of the Jefferson Airplane book. Oh, that. If you watch this video, the way the band does yes, their thing. Yes, yes, it, it, Again. Every, well, back in the, you know, when they did shit like that, a lot of this trickery was also to help with the live shows sure because let's be honest those guys were fucking geeked off their minds when they oh, went yeah. to these you know not just the band that's ha- but the people in the fucking right. crowd you and know that's a lot of the reason that kiss got over motley Crue got over poison got right. over um, right right jefferson and Airplane. that's what i try to explain to a lot of people the when Beatles. they sit they when they tra- yeah, Beatles, they're all exactly. in their suits they're standing yep. they're smiling love love me do that's yeah. a gimmick yes and it got over and the people ate it up right You're absolutely right. right great point by you <clears throat> But back to your, I mean, let me, you can't, you can't put a measure of what he's impacted. You you can't even like in, in, a, you can't even put in your, in your hand to like show a statistic because you would never know who he's touched. You, one little thing. Because you know, when you think you get to the end of the list, there's going to be 10 more people that pop that out. That come up and say, you know what, that guy, and, and they might even say it, that guy from Motorhead, like, really made me think of my game. People who you never would think would give a nod to Lemmy in the week following his death leading up oh to his God, memorial, dude. Gene Simmons, Alice Cooper. Um, there was, I can't remember his name. There was a country Dude, artist. even even oh, Justin Timberlake. You got you got people. David Allen Coe. Yes. David Allen Coe came out and wrote a little little memorial to Lemmy, a freaking country guy. Yeah. I owe a lot to Lemmy. Wow. I would have never saw that coming. You don't, because that's just it, man. You don't. It's not just about the music. It's about him. And like you said, he was a he was a giving person. He was an unselfish person. Dude, you don't know. Maybe they're at a country rock festival something going on and lemmy just happens to come by and sees cole in the back you know back thing they have a chat maybe cole's having a fucking issue maybe he's gotten problems with his fucking wife at home maybe they're drinking a lemmy right exactly maybe they're fucking just bonding but that experience makes him write a song or that experience brings out a better version of him so he turns around and says i have a lot to owe to lemmy it could be something that whatever small. the whatever the case is, he didn't say it. He just said, "I owe a lot to Lemmy." Exactly, and see, that's you won't ever know because some people they keep stuff like that to themselves. They keep the charities and the information and the respect that they have for that person to themselves for that reason. I just know that I, again. This goes back to remembering where you were. It was late in the evening, sitting at the immortal beloved's house. I was shocked. Dude. We were watching a movie. Movie gets over. I thought it was one of those stupid ass, you know, click things. Oh, Major like fucking... I've seen about forty of them this week. Listen, guys, Leslie Nielsen died a couple years oh ago. Oh my god, I want to slap people. Gene Stapleton, <laughs> she died a few years ago, and you know what? Gilligan's been dead for a while. Stop <laughs> posting this shit. Do your fucking homework. Another, another tragic loss. When will it end? And every time one of those comes up, I look at it. I'm like, that's not right. I know. Leslie Nielsen died a couple years ago, I saw, so oh my God, I dude. go to my little Wikipedia, and there it is, and I go back to the original post, and I'm not picking on these people, and I'm not shitting on them, but I'll always type in the month and the year it happened. Oh, rest in peace, Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, November 2010. Yeah, nice try, dude. That rest was like in peace, Gene Stapleton. November 2013. <laughs> Come on, guys. Do your homework. 
I miss John Candy. Yeah. Uh, October 1994. Oh Are you Kurt, sure we didn't just lose him? Kurt Cobain died last year. No, he didn't, jackass. Do your fucking homework. Oh, my God. Bro. And, and you're right. There's a lot of people, whether they come out and say it or they keep it to themselves. I'm certainly not keeping it to myself. After watching that movie, the immortal went to the bathroom, flipped on my Facebook real quick, and the first thing that popped up said, let me kill Mr. Dies at age 70. I didn't believe it. I've seen enough internet hoax. Yeah. Immediately. Same thing, dude. I went to Motorhead's Facebook page, and there it was. We are sad to announce the passing of our leader. Let me kill Mr. And then I went to Ozzy's page, because him and Ozzy were wicked tight. Mm -hmm. Went to Ozzy's page. Just lost my best friend. Let me kill. I'm like, oh, my God, this is real. She comes walking back, and I'm like, holy shit. What? She doesn't know a lot of Motorhead. She just knows I love the shit out of Motorhead. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Lemmy died. And her face dropped. She goes, You've got to be kidding me. No, it's right here, man. I remember where I was yep. and what I was doing. It's one, he's Like I said, he, he's, he is that. He's that important to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. He is that important to rock and roll. And unfortunately, it's a blow that rock and roll can't take right now. We, we can't, man. I would we, venture to say, and I don't know how many are left, but if there's anyone from the Ramones out there right now, they owe a lot to Lemmy. <laughs> Henry Rollins wrote a very touching piece and Henry Rollins is the, in my opinion, he's the king of everything. He's just the man. And Henry Rollins has said, I owe a lot to Lemmy. Dude, I, like I said, the, the list could probably go on and on. You will never see the end of it, dude. I'm telling you, you will never see it because people just get him. And especially you know? while it's still fresh. And I, I say that as we are a month past yeah. Lemmy's death, but it's going to go on. It's but been like, gone for months and even years. There might be two years from now, you're just scrolling through your little Facebook, and there's an article, so-and-so talks about how Lemmy influenced him. Mm-hmm. I still see articles like that about Dimebag. I still see articles like that about John Lennon. I still see articles like that and, and documentaries about Kurt Cobain in the same vein. Yeah, This is what I, am, I owe to Kurt Cobain or Dimebag or... John Bonham. Re- reinvention, just Bonham like Scott. we said yeah. earlier. It's it's taking what you were and becoming something better. And it, it, there's, like you said, you just played 30 seconds of a Lemmy that nobody would fucking know. Unless you were into it, like uh, I was introduced to that by a gentleman named John Brisson years ago because I had heard of Hawkwind. I had mm-hmm. never heard Hawkwind. I heard that song. I was like, wow, this is badass. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's not the Lemmy that I love. But it's where Lemmy came from. Right, right. He was also in a blues band back in the day. He was a roadie for Hendrix. That's cool. Hendrix gave him his first acid trip. Not that I think I should be proud to announce that, but come on. Oh, that boy who Hendrix, I think, I don't think, I, I think sober was a drug for him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, when they talked go. about the last days of his life, he said he had cut his alcohol intake down, didn't quit. He went from smoking four packs a day to about a pack and a half every two days. But you know what? He switched from brown alcohol, which is full of sugar, to clear vodka just so he could keep drinking. Yeah. Lemmy lived on Lemmy's rules. Exactly. And if everybody could live life the way they want to and not just be influenced by, oh, I think that's bad, Mike. You shouldn't do that. Well, fuck what you think. Right. Live life your way. Exactly. You know, I, I may not live like Lemmy, but I rarely give a shit unless it's absolutely killing me right right somebody says oh chris you know wearing your hat every day is bad well fuck you it's my head i'm gonna wear that's part of my image man i don't (laughs) it's not even an image it's comfort yeah you know when you 
Lemmy wasn't a pose. Lemmy was Lemmy. Wearing cowboy boots and a thick leather jacket and a cowboy hat on a hot summer day in L.A. wasn't something he did so you would notice him. That's who he was. Right. That's what he did. That's you know, how he reflected himself. Sitting at the rainbow on that little poker gimmick machine at the end of the bar. And people would go over and just talk to him. And there's stories on end about regular people. Just, excuse me, Lemmy, I don't want to bother you. I would love to say hi and buy you a drink and have a picture. And he would say, let me finish my game. And he finishes his little poker game, and he'd spend 25 minutes with these people when all they wanted was a picture and an autograph. Yep. It wasn't a pose. A pose is when you walk around the streets dressed like fucking Brett Michaels of Poison back in 86. A pose is when you wear the stage clothes of Rat to high school. That's a pose. A pose is the makeup that when Motley dress- Crue wore in their first exactly. album. <laughs> but you see Motley now, that's not a pose. That's no. they're, they're dressing the way they dress on, in daily exactly. life. Exactly, exactly. To watch, um, I'm trying to remember his name. Fuck, damn it. Um, when I was working at the casino. Oh, um, Joey, not Joey. It was uh, Charlie Bonante and Frank Bello from Anthrax. I had seen them a few weeks earlier when the original band got together Mm -hmm. and doing the reunion tour. I'm walking through Mohegan Sun in my suit and tie, hair all gelled up. I'm not looking rock and roll. That's my my uniform. That's not a pose. It's my uniform. And I'm I'm, I'm watching these two guys turn and look and stare at me. And I'm looking back and staring at them. But I'm staring at them because, holy shit, it's Frank Bello and Charlie Benante. Mm -hmm. And I walked over. I thought maybe they needed help. They see the name tag. They see the suit. And I said, gentlemen, is there anything I can do for you? And Frank looks up and says, you look real familiar. Like, yeah, I met you three weeks ago at the Webster Theater in Hartford on the reunion tour. He goes, you're the guy in the dime bag shirt, aren't you? I'm like, that's me. He hits Charlie and goes, told you it was the fucking dime bag guy. <laughs> and we shot the shit for 15 minutes, and they're just regular dudes. Yeah. But it was, it was, I owe that to them, man. When you get recognized in a suit, no less, by two guys you just met three weeks earlier, mm-hmm. that's, that's what rock and roll is, man. It's a family. And but it wasn't a pose. You know how they were dressed? The same way they wore on stage: blue jeans, black t-shirts. I think Charlie had a hat turned backwards, yeah. and he was just sitting reading the newspaper. That's not a pose, man. If you, if you go out there and you have to glam yourself up, that's a pose. What Kiss does? No offense, love Kiss. That's a pose. Yes, yes. Body armor and makeup. It's a gimmick. It's a pose. But when you see, but it sells for them. But when you if see somebody Paul else Stanley did walking, it, and, and that's the difference. When you see Paul Stanley walking out of, he's Starbucks, not wearing that shit. No, he's in a regular t-shirt and jeans and a yeah. wife beater and whatever. Yeah. Well. Well. Paul Stanley, maybe it's a little bit more than that. Maybe it's Might be a little fruit. Yeah, I was gonna say may, maybe the jeans are a little tighter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And maybe that T-shirt's well, a little tighter. You know, we've had, a, we've had our fair share. On we've, Paul Stanley. we have, yeah, we have seen some pictures of him that you're like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> but back <laughs> in the back in the 80s and into the 90s, some yeah, it's a pose. No, absolutely. I absolutely. would see people on a daily basis dressed the way they dress every day. A couple of days later, you see him going to the mall or to someplace, and they have the whole Kurt Cobain outfit going on. I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, you're a poser. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah, please stop. Like, you know, I, I, I wear boots. Wait, are you going to follow through and shoot yourself too? Right. <laughs> I wear boots. I wear black T-shirts. I wear baseball caps. I, I'm not – it's not a pose for me. I mean, Christ, I think I'm wearing a Motorhead T-shirt. No, I'm wearing a Kiss T-shirt. There right you go. Now. See? Sorry, yeah. I had to lift up the sweatshirt. <laughs> this is how I am every day of my life. So if you see me out all rock and rolled out – a little bit, yeah. Maybe it's a pose, but you you dress for the occasion. Oh, that's your image. That's sure. what you do. That's that's, that's... <clears throat> it's who I am. Yeah. Image. See, I, I I argue that image is what other people see. This is who I am. Yeah, but at the same time, I also consider it your image because you choose 
how you want mm-hmm. to dress yourself. You choose how you particularly want to look. So I'll take image over pose. Absolutely. Right, right. Absolutely. A pose is when you're, when you now, are I, taking an image up, just to make if people see I showed up you. tonight at your karaoke gig, by the way, if you're in the Norwich area, come down to Tokyo Sushi, come see Loki and Jabroni and say happy birthday to our good friend Mark, who's turned 109 this week. Yeah. He's known Moses. He's known Jesus. Yeah. Unfortunately, he has less hair than both of them. But if I showed up tonight dressed like Garth Brooks, that's a fucking pose. Yes. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. You no, come I in there with country. You come hat. in there with fucking. No, exactly. And that's the difference. That is, you know, people like Lemmy and Brett Michaels made the cowboy hat a rock image. Even, mm-hmm. even Steven Tyler mm-hmm. has brought that, you know, that in there. So. You can't, you know, to say a cowboy hat, no, it, it is, yes, technically, but there are certain people that took that, and there are very strong rock legends mm-hmm. that took that and made it their own. Sure. However, you come caught waltzing in with the snakeskin leather cowboy boots, those tight-ass Wrangler fucking jeans, and a vest fet fucking match with that cowboy hat, mm-hmm. yes, then Garth you Brooks are. Garth always famous then you for the multicolored. Yes, uh, yes, the plaid fucking shirts. There. Yeah. Now, if I, if I did that, that's a pose. Absolutely. If I walked in tonight wearing boots torn up jeans, a motorhead t-shirt, and a cowboy hat. That's me. We're like, hey, what's up, dude? Yeah. Oh, look, it's Chris. <laughs> you come in with the other say, what the fuck are you wearing? That's a pose. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it, it just sucks. And in 2016, we were all talking about it Wednesday, and we've said it before. We'll say it again. It's just been terrible. And it's almost as if you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Because we had Lemmy, then we had Bowie, then we had Glenn Fry. They say it comes in threes. I wasn't expecting Paul Kantner. Three days ago. No, no, I wasn't either. I am now, when I read that, and that was Thursday, the next thing that I thought was, who's going to be next week? Who are we going to be mourning next week? Is 2016 going to be the year the music dies? Yeah. And that's what it feels like. And it could be anybody. It could, if it were JT. If it were, and I'm, I'm just going to start throwing names random because these are names that I like and love, and some of them are very iconic. Is it going to be Gene Simmons? Yeah. Is it going to be LL Cool J? Is it going to be Ice Cube? I, I'm 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 very afraid of 2016 for music right now. Well, let's hope they're done with it. Let's hope that you know. Let's let's hope you've taken enough people you're to hoping, last you for a couple fucking years. You're hoping right? January is a blip <laughs> on the radar rather than right, exactly, what's actually going exactly. to be. I I, I really because we like I said losing. Losing Lemmy right now is something that rock and roll could not afford. They, no, and and I'm telling you because just like every other genre of music right now, it is very, very shallow. It, the well has run mm-hmm. very dry. They need to start replenishing this with some real good fucking music. When, when the buzz, and I'm saying buzz because it's a, it's a nice little keyword and it's an internet-friendly word. When the buzz is heavier for a band like Anthrax, who next month is going to drop their new disc, For All Kings... When the buzz is heavier for a band like Anthrax than it is for Nickelback, who is a big band right now, who absolutely sucks. I hate them, but if you like them, I, I can't account for your taste. I said it last night to your karaoke crowd. Hey, are you a fan of Nickelback? Yeah. yeah. Go out in the parking lot and shoot yourself. <laughs> they're the IHOP of rock and roll. Oh, but they're, the, they're one of the biggest bands of the rock genre right now. Mm-hmm. The buzz is bigger for the new Anthrax album than it is for the new Nickelback. And that's good. That's how it should it be. It is good, but you should have that foundation of bands now where you're excited for the new big, oh, Christ, who was hitting years ago? Disturbed. Oh, yeah. It was huge 10, 15 years ago. They're putting out a new record. Have you heard about it? No. No, not until I told you. Right. That's a problem. 
Right, exactly. You're more excited. Well, that's not that's not them. That's their their are yeah. That's it's not the them state particular of rock and roll. Right, right now. exactly. And it is. It's sad. And like I said, we we couldn't have afforded to lose who we lost already. And you know, it sucks that we did. I have yet to buy the new CD, Bad Magic. I am avoiding it. I I don't. There's a part of me that doesn't want to hear it because that's the last time I'll hear fresh new Motorhead music. I'm yeah. avoiding that record like the plague. It's been out for two months. I can't do it. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. There's yeah. a I've heard a couple songs, and I I gotta admit, like it it feels it doesn't feel right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just doesn't. Well, it's feel like right. listening to Black Star, the Bowie the Bowie record. It was basically a goodbye to his fans. He knew he was dying. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's tough to listen to that because you know once that disc ends, that's the end. That's of the end fresh of the music. Era. Right, exactly. That's the end of the era, right there, man. There's nothing worse than the end. So we do have to give our shout-outs to these guys because, like I said, they were everything to music and their genre of music. Like, uh, you can't take these people away. You can't replace them. They're Four distinct personalities, four different ends of the spectrum, all meaningful, all iconic, all timeless. There's, I, I'm going to point right over here to my left, and you guys can't see her, and you guys can't hear her, and she probably can't hear me either. She's too busy with her gimmick phone. My seven-year-old, eight years old, eight years old next month, absolutely loves Hotel California. She's seven. Mm-hmm. That song is four times her age, if not more. I think that was a late 70s, early 80s record, Hotel California. I think it was late 70s, man. Okay, yeah. so it might be five times her age. Right. She loves it. That's timeless. That's iconic. But if I put on something like Poison, it doesn't mean anything to her. No, no. She knows. Poison didn't have anything meaningful. I agree with they you. Have, they it have fun. fun yes. yes. They have fun songs. They have fun songs you that you like to sing. It's nostalgic, but Even then, meaningful. you want to leave halfway through the fucking concert, let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, it's not like seeing Motorhead live now. You know what I'm saying? You're seeing something amazing. It's not like seeing a David Bowie show live, you know, when you had the mm-hmm. chance. You're seeing something you are guaranteed never to see again. Mm-hmm. You go and you see Poison, and it's the same thing. You oh, just, without question. You just, I, you just saw it with Rat. You just saw it with Winger. Since you they're just saw it with Cinderella. Since they're reuniting in 2000, I've gone to see Poison four times, and you're exactly right. I could map the show out. Based on the first show I saw. Exactly. It's the same songs. It's the same set list. It's the same stage rap. If you can't be fresh, get the fuck out. Do us a favor. Let somebody else take that stage. Exactly. Who's going to do something. And that's... and that Give that stage to Nate Hunt and Shaman Sarvis. Thank you very much, because that brings me right into my top ten list. Oh, right. Well, see, you didn't tell me. <laughs> and I, that was perfect, because the, that's exactly the point that I'm making with my top ten well, list. Well, i got to get the little gimmick machine out. Guys, we hope you had a great run down uh, memory lane with us. Because So before you hit the song, though, I okay. do want to say, leading to the give the guy this shot, mm-hmm. get the fuck out of the game, the game. Once again, oh my God. rears his ugly, ugly, fat-nosed head into the Royal Rumble, sneaks away with the title, making him a 14-time WWE champion. All right, all right, all right. I had to say something. Congratulations, no. Triple H, again. I'm not going to say F you, Triple H. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I that... can't because his career is amazing. Another one, iconic. You're never going to have another one like him. However... And he's a Lemmy fan, so right, I give him, I give exactly. him a Exactly. However, dude, please step off. Of those 30 guys that were in that ring that night, 
dude, AJ Styles. Should, I know. It was, was in the debut. fucking my ring. Boy, Come my boy. on, dude. Jericho's you are so selfish. Roman, and I'm not a big Roman Reigns fan. If, if he would have run that table, you'd have had a 50-50 split. Like we watched the Rumble last year. People were booing the, sh- the snot mm-hmm. out of him. But they learned how to, they learned how to book him. If you had Roman run the table and win that thing, you just built yourself the future. If you'd had one of the surprises like AJ Styles walk away with that championship. Just win it, right. You have, oh my God, in his what debut. What just happened? Yeah, I didn't see this coming. I watched the Royal Rumble on a illegal feed two days later. It wasn't through the network. It was through, I can't say, but mm-hmm. uh, you know who you are out there who gave me the link. I watched it and... Knowing the outcome because you had texted me, I was like, maybe I can see. Maybe it was a surprise. No. What did he come out? Number 28? Mm-hmm. It was a gimme. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, dude. It was a gimme. It was. It was It was terrible. It was terrible. He did the same thing to Sting. He brought him in to raise his image of this badass boss who can destroy fucking legends. So in lieu of that. Uh, before you go on, there were easily seven names I could have brought to the table. I only brought three. Roman, Jericho, and AJ Styles. There were seven different oh, ways dude. you could. Dean Ambrose. Are you kidding me? Dude, you could have done anything but what you fucking you did. You could have put the title on the chick that does the ring announcing. You could have given been a it surprise. to fucking Cesaro. Why not? And been like, holy shit, where are you going with this? Like, Come this, on, This, dude. I didn't expect. That's what the Rumble used to be. I didn't see that coming. And now it's, well, somebody's going to win. 14 times. Yep, and then they're going to go to WrestleMania, and then they're going to fight the champ, or this guy is the champ. Exactly. Now, and, now, and now, once again, here's Triple H in the fucking stage of WrestleMania. Dude, I, I think you have a great career. <clears throat> if you're ever listening to this or I ever try to pimp guests from you, because you are the guy in charge, you had a great career. You are iconic. You are never going to be No forgotten. one's going to take that away from you, man. You created but you're 40, the great, one of the greatest tag teams in the world. You are DX is 47 years old. In a young man's business, and granted, you and can let be, these young men take over. You, exactly. Let somebody. We got some great fucking new talent. Cena's Cena's knocking on Forty's door, but for ten years he's been the face. And and you know what? You can like him or not like him. He puts his ass out Yo, there. Throw one of these NXT guys the fucking belt. Throw him a bone for Finn fucking for Ballard. a fucking month. For a month, dude. What is it going to do? A one time? Even if he doesn't touch that belt for the rest of his fucking career. Kevin Owens would have been a great choice. Yes. Any of these guys. Ambrose would have been a great choice. fucking H. So, in lieu of this. Here we go. <clears throat> you make me so mad, Triple H. <laughs> so fucking selfish. Disgusting. My top 10 list this week is top 10 things more shocking than Triple H winning the WWE title again. More shocking. More shocking. Making breakfast was more shocking than that. <laughs> Come on. Oh, that's my, that's honorable, my mention. honorable mention. Making breakfast was more go. shocking. My honorable mention is Johnny Manziel is an idiot, by the way. That's, that, that, that's that, there you go. That's a shock. That's, that's a shock. Ready? Number 10, the word fuck isn't American. It actually stood for fornication under consent of the king. Ooh. And they actually believe it came from Germany, the word fuka. 
Now, what I what I had always heard was that it meant four <clears throat> unlawful carnal knowledge. <laughs> Thank you, Van Halen. No, it was fornication under consent of, of the king. king, and that would be the King of Kings, Triple H, the King of Kings. <laughs> Number nine, four twenty is not police code for Mary Jane use people. A San Rafael high school claimed the invention for it in 1971 when they saw a bunch of stoners continually going under this tree at the exact time of 420. Wow. I always so. thought, and again, I'm, I'm probably going to have a comment for each of these. Someone had told me that that was born out of the death of Jerry Garcia, who died at 420 p.m. Yeah, see, there's all these little theories. But it's also the biggest the day, one. It's also the day that Hitler died. April 20th. Yep. The biggest one, obviously, is 420 has always been cop code mm-hmm. for... for that, that, no, no. And it's bullshit. No. No. Number eight. Napoleon Bonaparte actually wasn't short. <laughs> he was five foot seven, people. That's average. That's average. That's not short. <laughs> um, so how they depict him as this little four foot two... Hey, I hate to break it to they you. They do. They to... really make him look diminutive <laughs> with his little hand yep. thing. And, and he's not. He, he was five foot five seven. Five seven is average. Yes. I'm five ten and I consider myself short, but I'm not French. Number seven, waking a sleepwalker doesn't actually hurt them. Maybe disorients them a little bit, but you will not fuck with their brain. They will not die. They will not. They won't go into a stepbrother's swing, rage. Right. They will not swing and destroy your face. Hulk hands. Hulk hands. <laughs> False. Okay. <laughs> Number six of my top ten things more shocking than Triple H winning the WWE title. For the 14th time. Again. Mm-hmm. Bulls actually are colorblind. They have no idea what the fuck that flag is. No idea that it's red. What gets them going is the aggressive stance taken by the Manador. Or Ma- Matador. The Matador looks almost gay when he gets in that stance. There you go. Get this gay thing away from me. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not disparaging gay people, but maybe bulls are homophobic. That's I, what I'm saying. Hey. They're ragers. They're raging homophobics. <laughs> there, there's probably a reason why a lot of homosexuals are vegetarians, and that might be the reason. This one I actually thought was really, really cool. Go ahead. Number five. Humans actually have more than five senses. And some people are actually arguing up to 20. However, nine definite. Touch, taste, sight, hear, smell is your first five that everybody knows. The big five. People can also sense pain, hunger, thirst, pressure, acceleration, time, and balance. Meaning if you are in a room of complete darkness, you can sense that time has went by. You can sense if the actual thing is moving. Mm -hmm. Even though you can't see it, you can sense it. You can sense Hunger. You can sense when you are going to be hungry. There's all You're these other ones. There, yeah. Right, exactly. There's all these other ones, so there are not just five senses. Humans okay. utilize a lot more than that. That's a good one. Thank you. I, I liked it, too. That's why I said, see, it's informative. You are working your ass <laughs> Number four of the shocking things. More shocking than Triple H winning the WWE title. For the 70th time. Again. Number four. Hair and nails actually don't continue to grow after you die. The skin around it shrinks, giving the illusion of growth. Fantastic. So you actually shrivel up. We've been told that for years. Exactly. Exactly. See? This one is going to blow your mind, women. I know. I know. Number three, men do not think about sex every seven seconds. No, they don't. They don't. Okay? Maybe 15, (laughs) 20 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Seven seconds is a blatant lie. All a, right? wo- a woman wrote that. You got to know that. <laughs> all they do is think about sex, 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 sex. Let me explain something, ladies. If I'm sitting in front of my Xbox or I'm reading a book 
or I'm doing anything, sex is the last thing on my mind. I am focused on the task at hand. Exactly. Believe me. When Especially Mike, you're playing a game like that and it's fucking three hours into it. I ain't thinking about sex one time. Do you think when Loki's welding, he's thinking about putting, you know, yeah, doing, tab a doing that, yeah, B? doing that, no. doing the naughty, no. Well, sometimes it is tab A and tab B. A woman wrote that shit. <laughs> Sorry, lady. Number two, Washington did not have wooden teeth. Actually, his teeth were made out of gold, hippo ivory, lead, and human teeth. Wow. Yes. So that whole wooden teeth we thing. We have been lied to. Is bullshit. That was the beginning of the wussification of America. Don't lie to me about Washington's teeth. That and means every report I wrote on Washington, I should have got an F. I should have gotten that because I lied. Exactly, exactly. And I just had a conversation last night where I was like, no, no, no. I admit to my failures. Now I have to admit that. Now you have to admit it. Oh, motherfucker. And the last one, numero uno, the top ten reasons more shocking than Triple H's win again. For the 97th time. Like, stop, Triple H, just stop. Even if the fucking Raiders go to Las Vegas, they will still suck. I know that's shocking. I know that's shocking. Does that go for the Rams going back? Do you to not feel sad for this team? Do they not have their little puppy dog eyes just looking for a place to live right now? I think uh, whether we whether it was the preview or the review we did on the NFL, I keep pointing back to that end zone padding wall where it says commitment to excellence. I still question what is your definition of excellence because guys, Raider fan. If your commitment to excellence is fucking four and twelve every year, you uh-huh. need to find a new definition. Yeah, please, please, because uh, <laughs> it's you guys have been horrible for a long time. And uh, and let's not let's not forget what you're trying to bring to Las Vegas. By the way, a black hole, people, mm-hmm. a black hole. These people, when they get out of the stadium, where are they going to go? On the Into strip, the baby, streets the of Las Vegas, people. You are not doing yourself if you want, any favor. If you want to commit to excellence, and look, I'm the last guy as a football fan to talk about excellence because right now 7-9 and nine is my benchmark, I guess. Look, your commitment to excellence, you should draft better. You should cultivate better. You should not be picking up cast-offs and trying to build a team. That's not how it works. Exactly. Get exactly. to fucking excellence. That's exactly Live it, by dude. your goddamn credo. Sorry about the GD, folks. <laughs> it's a fucking truth, though, man. You know it's the fucking it truth. And is. people, like, it, it's, it is, man. It is. And Triple H, you ruined it for us. You did. I'm sorry. Mad respect for you. Like we said before, okay. your career your career is fantastic. Hall of Fame. You, if, if he you walked can't, out yes, tomorrow, exactly. he's Hall of Fame. You can't, you can't take anything away from him. He is fucking that damn you good. You want to talk about reinvention? From terrorizing to John Paul Levesque to Hunter Hearst Hemsley to DX Triple H to King of Kings Triple H. To to the game. To the game. And now the authority with the short hair and the suit and tie. That's reinvention. But when does it stop? Dude, garbage is a household name, too. And it stinks when it gets old. The thing that really bugged me the worst about this whole whole thing was they said, oh, he's nipping on the heels of Ric Flair. Why? Why? Ego. Why? Exa- and that's exactly it. Exactly. He wants to be the one that has that fucking... But he's, in, he's already in that conversation when mm-hmm. people say Austin, Michaels, Flair, Triple H, Hogan. He's already the Rock. in The he's, Rock. Dusty Rhodes. Um, he's Bruno. been through all of those fucking... You know, all the, all the, all the things that freaking Raw went through from the Attitude mm-hmm. Era to the regular, to the 90s. The Everything. Monday Night War, all of it. Exactly. Dude, just... just 
do do us a favor and take that talent and put it into one of these new guys. That's all we want, man. That's what we want. And that's the, that's the whole theory of this show is we are losing some great people and nobody is going to be up there and taking up their spot. Mm-hmm. And Triple H, you have a chance to actually take one of these people while you're around and bring them up and get them to where they are. But you're fucking selfish. You know what? I, I'm a huge, always have been a huge Ric Flair fan. And the dude wrestled till he was, what, 107? <laughs> it got old after a while. Yeah. I look at my boy Shawn Michaels. My opinion, the greatest worker that ever lived, Fuck who yeah. got out at 45 years old, knew. Because if I'd have seen him out there shaking his ass at 55, it doesn't mean the same. <laughs> you don't want to see that shit? No. Nobody wants to see that. I watched Jericho versus AJ Monday night, and here's, a, again, a 45-year-old Great, man. Great, though. They were oh, they it was fantastic. fantastic. But too. you can see age is catching up to Jericho. Mm-hmm. He's got a little bit of softness in the middle. Yeah. He, I mean, he might still have a six-pack of abs, but next to that six-pack is a little muffin top. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's still in great shape, but you know what? He's not out there on the top. He's helping a new guy, a 30-something-year-old, move up the ladder. Exactly, exactly. And not that AJ needs a lot of help, Fuck but yes. it's his Fuck first yes. time in the show. And let's be honest, the WWE is the show. He's helping this guy get over with the fans. Mm-hmm. If you don't already know who he is, if you don't know, AJ should have won that freaking belt. I agree, dude. Or I Finn agree. Finn Balor, just bringing Finn some, Balor. Somebody besides this, and that's exactly where we're getting at. Or the Portuguese prince, Mike. Sm- oh wait, that's a video nah, game. I, that's a video game. <laughs> all right, guys. So thank you all very much for listening to us every single week. We appreciate it. We love you. Don't forget about Sully the Scully. Unfortunately, nobody got to win the the. NFL jerseys. It does not mean that somebody will not win this skull. It is a guarantee mm-hmm. that somebody is going to win this skull. All you need to do is review, review, review. We have had some people actually do it recently. I want to thank you very much for taking very your so. time so. to going out of your way and reviewing it. We understand that your time is very precious, but we also understand that for us to get better, to get this website going, to get everything that we want to go forward, we need those reviews. Also have Less than about a month. Well, because February is short, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow's the 31st. We have 29. You have 30 days to share the show. Get somebody to tell us. Right now, the bull shark's taking that. Blair Tugman (laughs) right now is the king of coffee. He's going to have that $30 (laughs) gift card in his hands. And it'll work out because we need to get his autograph anyways on Sully the Scully. Bingo. Bingo. (laughs) I mean, if you guys just want to give up and give it to the man, we understand. But I would never give up on free $30 worth of Dunkin' Donuts goodness. Because nobody won the jersey. Next week, I'm going to announce a contest that will tie into February very beautifully. You will have... I will come up with a time limit. It will be, once again, out of my pocket. The jersey was coming out of my pocket. I'm going to come up with a contest for you. I will come up with the parameters next Saturday at our new studio, yet to be named. I will have that information for you. We're going to have another contest. You're going to get some free shit, and I'll tell you how to get that free shit. Absolutely, guys. Like we say, please make sure you review us. Please make sure you like the show. And as always, guys, be safe. Have a great weekend. God bless the Palatial Studios, our last time within these four walls. <laughs> We're going to miss you, man. Made some, made some great dreams come true for us. <laughs> Absolutely.